Hello, welcome to another episode of the Crafts Couch Pod. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about conditional worth. And man, it is up in my world. And I'm really looking forward to sharing this with you. (sighs) There is so much. There's so much within this, especially because it's just been really popping up for me. And I've been looking at how willing I'd be to share where I'm at, like right where I'm at, expose where I'm at. Because of course, all the thoughts pop up around, well, are people going to take me seriously? Are they going to trust me to help them? All that stuff. And once I got over that and realized that no one has all the answers, no one has all the answers. No one has it all figured out. Everything that we're seeing online tends to be a bit of a persona of having it all together. Yet, if we really saw each other's day to day in all the micro moments, I wonder, I wonder if we wouldn't pedestal people so much, or if we wouldn't compare ourselves to something that doesn't even exist. So before I get into this topic, I do want to let you all know that I am currently opening up some more one-on-one spots. I've kind of limited how much I was doing this year as I was evolving and changing and building some memberships and just seeing where I was going. And I was really kind of missing that one-to-one connection. This is my favorite work to do. So not only are there ways to work with me regarding, you know, doing a couple month commitment with all the things, the text, voice message support, the course access, or there's also options to do single sessions or session packs. So I've reopened that. That's been closed for quite a while now. And if that's something that pings you, feel free to DM me on Instagram or email me at drjanineCraft at craftscouch.com. So let's talk about this conditional worth thing, because for a while, I wasn't really getting it. I wasn't really getting it. And I, when I'm looking back on, I'll say the past year, so I'm coming up on almost two years in entrepreneurship, two years this February. And the first year was a lot of kind of anxious, a little bit trauma response mode of create, create, throw things at the wall, see what happens. Okay, this is exciting. Let's go kind of energy. And I got that that was not sustainable, that energy. I was going to need to chill out a little bit and kind of allow things to evolve. And as I chilled out, I realized, oh, okay, I I really want to create different or I have a different message to say, or what is this? So this past year has really been this kind of deep exploration of what am I creating now? Who am I now? And for a bit, it was like, I think I'm a business coach. And I'm like, well, it's not, it's not that I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and I speak to a lot of business concepts, but it's not business coach per se. And it wasn't until recently where things have started to become more clear around what I'm creating. Now, we're always evolving and changing. So really kind of sticking to this one identity, one niche is a falsehood ultimately, right? And quite limiting. However, I get where there's some clarity needed. And so for me, it's just, it's psychology done different. So that's what it is. That's where I'm at. I'm like, it's the common thread through it all. 
So why did this conditional worth thing come up? I was, I'm in a membership, I'm in a couple different containers um, to support my growth and evolution. And one of them, I had the opportunity to ask a question of this mentor. And I usually, I don't have close proximity to this mentor. So I was really excited to, to um, just kind of pick her brain. But I was looking at just the past couple months, man, it might've been even longer now where it feels like three to six months where I've been feeling stuck, stuck yet continuing to choose. And almost in a sense where I'm trudging through mud, maybe you can relate, like you're continuing to walk forward, yet it seems much harder than it needs to be. And for me taking, you know, this kind of radical self-responsibility, I know I'm choosing this, right? Which then is more annoying because I can't blame anyone but myself, right? So I know that I'm choosing this and I'm really looking at, well, for what purpose do I need to make this hard? For what purpose am I trudging through mud? And so this was more of a a business um, container that I was in and I was asking questions around just kind of the mindset around sales, the mindset around showing up online and, and things like that. And the mentor said to me, well, you give your power away when it's based on how many sales you do. And I heard it, but I didn't get it. I didn't really get it. And it wasn't until there were some other um, creations that she did within the container that she started to talk about conditional gratitude and it clicked. Wow, did it click. And (laughs) almost to a shocking degree where I was surprised I didn't catch it myself before. You know, this is the stuff I teach. You know, I teach about the be, do, have, like you got to be your reality first and not being out of fact of this reality and yada, yada. And yet here I was, you know, doing that very thing. And so of course that led to some like further shame (laughs) for a second that I indulged in around like, I'm a psychologist and I should know these things. And oh my God, all that trauma and drama. And I, you know, indulged in that for a little bit and then moved on because recognizing that was not helpful either, right? And ultimately the truth is, as I was saying, we're, no one has it all together, right? No one has it all together. We all have blind spots, no matter how much learning we do. And this is why mentorship in these containers is so freaking powerful. It's my number one priority investment in the business is reinvesting back into myself and these containers. So she said, you give your power away to sales. What? I don't know what you mean by that. Okay. Then she's talking more about conditional gratitude and wow. Okay. I'm starting to piece it together. So now that I've got it, I want to explain it in a way based on some of my life experiences, because for me, that's how I get concepts the easiest right? It's like, we can explain what it is, but when it's applied, it's much easier for us to embody the information. So looking back, and if you know my story, I was a ballet dancer for many years and that environment is (laughs) insane. (laughs) It's insane, truly. And there's just so much judgment around all the things. I mean, even going into class, it's, you're just hanging on every good that you get and trying to implement every critique as fast as possible. It's just a very intense environment. And 
you know, something else that's focused on a lot is, is your body, your physical form. Like, is it the right size, the right shape? Are feet arched highly enough? Are, do your legs, you know, kind of hyperextend a little bit as they straighten? Not too much, not enough. Is your back straight? Are your shoulders narrow? Are you the right height? Are you, oh my, it's just never ending. And, you know, some teachers in some environments were healthier than others and others were quite traumatizing around it. And so I learned very early on, and I mean, I was in this environment for 17 years from, you know, since I was like eight, um, you know, I learned very on to base my worth around how I was performing, right? Did I get enough goods in class? Was my weight at the, the right number that I thought was okay? Um, you know, and then there were things about my body that I couldn't change, you know, like I have low arched feet, I have scoliosis, I have broader shoulders. So some things that were not the ideal, you know, ideal body type that every day for the hours you're looking at yourself in the mirror, looking at these things that you can't change and you know, aren't right. They're not right. And so, you know, as I've talked about before, judgment really activates the nervous system. And if we're functioning from, you know, just who I inherently be, who my body inherently bees, then, and I've made it wrong, then I will forever be upset, right? I'll be forever upset about something I cannot control. And so I kind of thought I had that under wraps, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, I've accepted my body. I can love my body. But even looking back, it was kind of, it was not true allowance for my body. It was not true honoring for my body. It was always fighting against it, really fighting against it based on how it looked, how it was performing. And, you know, that was really the foundation of making my worth completely conditional, conditional on what was happening. And it wasn't until I quit and left that I was truly devastated. I mean, I had just had such a loss of identity was how I kind of understood it at the time. However, I'm getting at a different level now that when I let it go, I no longer had the reference points for my worth. That was the painful part. Right. It not only could I not tell people like and be proud of what I did, right? I was always so proud of being the ballet dancer and it was unique and different and whatever. But I I didn't have anything to base my worth off of anymore, right? Because it was totally tied to ballet and that identity. And so then without that, it was like, well, who do I be without success? Who do I be without some sort of success? So I started to, to seek at that point and try, try different things for size because I knew that I need a passion, right? I, I sense, you know, we all need some sort of somewhere to put our hearts into and pour energy into some sort of passion. Yet for me, it was still also tied up. Well, I also need to prove, prove that I'm successful, prove that I'm worthy. So it has to be something valuable. So I tried different things and, and then that's where I landed in psychology, right? And that kind of landed you know, going back to school and all those things. And zoom forward to a couple years ago, a couple years ago where I started posting, posting on social media, 
you know, it didn't take me very long to build up a, a really substantial audience. I mean, I think at my highest highest point, I had like 116,000 followers on Instagram. I had almost almost 700,000 on TikTok. And I built that in, in a couple years. And I noticed it more with TikTok because TikTok grew so rapidly because I had started in January 2020 and it was like early on. And it was just insane, the growth. The growth was insane in the beginning. Truly, it'd be like 5,000 followers in a week, 10,000 the next week. It was like, what is happening versus Instagram? And there was something so reinforcing about that where it was like, okay, more people are following me. So that must mean I'm worthy to say something. I'm worthy to be heard, right? This is success deemed in my eyes. And so I'm worthy. And that all went on for a while. Certainly there were ups and downs and, you know, struggles with, of course, more visibility, you know, also offers more judgment thrown your way. However, when I reached the point of, I would say, you know, kind of the beginning of 2022, I was seeking to create different, right? It was almost like, okay, well, this is boring now. (laughs) I want to do something else and kind of like, look how I can get things really moving again. The growth had kind of started to slow down. It was still growing, but you know, and even at that point, I was still navigating, well, the growth has slowed, so I'm not as worthy. I mean, just all of it was tied to this. And I was really noticing how my mood was really affected by like, well, how many people liked the post or how many people shared it or how many people commented or engaged and and all of this. Oh man. And so then I started to, to adjust and shift and explore content. And so it was, it was quite different than what I created. You know, I was just speaking almost a different language you could say. And that of course doesn't resonate with everyone and who initially followed things had changed. And so since I don't say how long it's been now, probably the past six months ish, my overall follower count has gone down. So I think like 20,000 overall have left Instagram and maybe almost 50,000 on TikTok. Now that's all just interesting, right? It's just interesting because to me, people are, are following what's calling them. And it's not like no one's following new. It's just like the overall count, right? And you're losing more people than are coming in. And yet I was still going into, wow, this is making it almost harder for me to create content because the creation energy before was based off a lie. It was based off a lie. And what I mean by that is worth is a lie. It actually doesn't exist because think about it this way. If you were to look at three different babies right now, you wouldn't say, well, baby A is worthy, but baby B is really not, really not worthy. And baby C is just like kind of (laughs) worthy. That's where you can see it's a lie because it's not true, right? So it's kind of like we either choose or we don't, but if we make what we choose conditional on what's happening outside of us, then we will constantly be that effect. And this is where we can still be codependent, people-pleasing, 
conditional to the energies. And look, I was like, I got this down. This doesn't happen to me anymore. I'm not, you know, codependent. I've healed all that. (laughs) The world will continue to show you what else is possible on your journey, especially when you're choosing to continually grow, evolve, and change. And so as I just, you know, have continued over the past couple of months, seeing the numbers go down, I have really made the demand of myself just to keep showing up anyways, right? It's like, I have a business that is based on social. I connect with folks on social. That's where my clients come from. So of course I'm going to continue to create. However, definitely, you know, I definitely didn't feel the natural energy that I have that I can create. Cause I can generally, when I'm feeling really aligned, I can generate a lot of content. And this is where the mud was coming in. Ah, oh, I'm trudging through mud. And the resistance was because I was basing off of being able to create based on results. And when you do that, you are at effect and do not have total choice. When you are creating based off results, you do not have total choice because then you have to create based on what the results are saying. And this is where, you know, not right or wrong, just interesting that, you know, the amount of content has shifted. So it wasn't until really just recently that I, I grasped this idea, right? When the mentor said, you, you give your power away, you give your power away. I was like, what, what do you mean by that? Oh, wow. You mean if I put something out there and not enough people buy that I've decided is the right amount, then I give my power rate because then I'm saying my mood, my worth, my ability to have joy and gratitude is tied to what I have decided is the right number. Like, let's say I've decided 10 people should be in this thing and we'll choose it and three people buy and it's like, well, now I can't celebrate and now I can't connect and create these amazing transformations with these people because the 10, like what? No, (laughs) the 10 is arbitrary. All of it is made up. All of this is made up. The numbers, the results, what we've decided is, is success. What we've decided is worth. It's all made up. And so I am really in the middle of it right right now, I would say, just totally working through it. So I wanted to share some questions that I've been asking myself once I realized this. And I wanted to share this in real time, like, because I get that there's so many times where okay, I'll wait till I have this all figured out and then I'll share it to what? To prove that I have it all together. And I was looking at that and it's like, what a disservice do I do folks by only sharing when I have it all together? And what would it take for me to share even when I'm in right in the middle of it and and still not totally sure how it's going to shake out? Because that's truly what folks are going through. And so For what purpose do I hide? For what purpose do I mask? For what purpose am I not exposing that? So some of the questions I ask myself, right? The way I facilitate myself. The first one was, for what purpose do I give my power away? And by asking this, I'm already, I'm presupposing that it's choice, 
right? I'm presupposing it's a choice. I'm taking radical responsibility here. And I'm not asking why. I'm not disempowering myself. Why do I do this? Not that, right? That's not the energy we're looking for. For what purpose do I give my power away, right? Is there, what do I get out of it? so to speak. Do I not have to totally rely on myself? Can I, do I have some sort of subconscious programming that's already decided I'm not worthy, so I have to show up a certain way to self-sabotage or whatever, right? And I don't even need to go into all that, but really even asking the question just brings up the energy. For what purpose do I give my power away? The next question was, for what purpose is my mood conditional based on the success I have defined? And I mean, this has been a lifetime of this. So maybe multiple. So I can't say that I have this all (laughs) figured out, I would say right now, right? It's more, I have awareness of it. And so sometimes it's easy. Like sometimes I see my IG number go down. It's like, nah, whatever. It's interesting. It is interesting ultimately. Other times I see it and I can use it as a weapon against me. But every time that I'm conscious about it, I have choice, right? Or that I know, okay, I'm choosing to allow my mood to be at effect of this. What else could I look at here? And how have I defined success? And is that even even relevant? You know, I just had a session with a new one-on-one client and it was just such an amazing reminder that, wow, I just adore I adore this work and I love connecting with people all around the world and facilitating them on their journey. And it was kind of like, even after that session, uh, just an amazing reminder of no matter how much money or success or whatever, that is what lights me up, right? Doing that, doing that work whether it be one-on-one, whether it be in group, whatever, but that work, the facilitation work is just so soul fulfilling. So what if that was the success, right? Because you get to define that for you. And if you define it in a way that is used as a way as a weapon against you, right? Or comparing yourself to something that doesn't even exist, then you will forever be unhappy, So, and the last question that I was looking at is for what purpose would I not allow myself to be joyful and grateful now? Like what? I can't, I can't be joyful now. I have to wait until, until when, until the social media numbers start going back up or, and what if that never happens? And what if that's irrelevant? What if I can still have a business no matter what, right? All social media is just interesting and it's very easy to get kind of wrapped up in that major comparison dump world. I mean, it's intense. You know, if you notice yourself feeling worse after scrolling, it's likely because you're going into a lot of comparison mode and you're picking up a lot of the judgment. So the thing we have to get and that I'm sharing this with you and as a reminder for me is we'll always want more. We're always going to desire more. We are infinite, energetic, expanding beings always desiring more. That's the point, right? Like we would be bored if we came here and was like, I'm good. I figured it out. I'm healed. I'm conscious. No, that's, that's not it, right? We're always going to desire more. There's always more to do. That's literally what the teacher said in yoga class today. 
um, when they were talking about the yoga teacher training and telling folks, you know, if, if you don't feel good enough, that's not what it's about. Because even when you do feel good, there's more. There's like, oh, can you try it with one arm? Can you try it with no arms? Can you, you know, there's just, there's always a way to further the pose. And so I love that because it's such, you know, a great example for this exact thing. Now, the issue that we just got to look at with this is in the desire and the seeking for more, we're going to have to find some also contentment, gratitude for what is, for what we have created, right? For how far you have come, right? And I get that this is kind of this, oh, push, pull. Wow, I'm getting the yoga metaphor more right now. Because I was going to say it's kind of like this juxtaposition, but so within, within yoga, what makes it challenging is this kind of constant tension in the, in the poses where there's like stretching and expansion and pulling. So it's like two ends of the rope being pulled at both ends, right? So there's a lot of work, a lot of effort involved. And that's where I get, we want to live in this kind of balance of tension between the pull to create more and the pull to be grateful for what we have. Because if we are on one end or the other, we're going to be stuck, right? If we're just kind of like, oh, I'm fully content. I don't need to create anymore. I'm done. We get a little stagnant, right? But at the other end, if we're always on to well, what else is next, what else is next, what else is next, you will forever be in the what else is next, right? You will forever live in that. So the last question that I was looking at was, well, what does it take then to choose allowance contentment and gratitude right now, right, right now. Because for me, I was leaning more towards that end of what is next, what is next, what is next. So I'm needing more of the current gratitude piece. Because the thing is with the constant leading into what else is next, we got to look at if we're not happy now, what makes us think we'll be happy when we have the next thing? right? When you have the relationship, when you have the car, the house, the vacation, the money, the job, the whatever, when you have that, what makes you think you'll be happy? Because then you'll want more because you're in the frequency of more. You're in the frequency of constantly pulling for more and it not being enough. I would say that's probably the wording for mine that I was living in. Not enough, not enough, not enough, never enough, never enough. And so that's what like then pulls people into scarcity and lack. So it's a process. It's a process. It's a journey. It's never done. (laughs) It is never done. And this is why, you know, again, like being in these containers, these spaces or around other folks constantly doing this work is so powerful because it expands you and it just quickens the pace at which you can get to the next step. I think that's everything I have for you today. So I would just look at that for yourself. Where are you making your gratitude conditional, your joy, and what would it take to, to choose it now? Because that's, that's it. You know, it's, it's everything I talk about with be, do, have, right? Manifesting your reality. You got to be it first. And if we're being constant, not enough, not enough, not enough, scarcity, blah, blah, blah 
then even if more comes, when more comes, it still won't be enough. Right? So it's like, what would it take to be gratitude now? To be peace now? And to be contentment now? Until next time.